EAM Ishpeming Marquette Tanner Hoops Jake Durant with you. Thanks for being with us. It is officially the start of March Madness, and uh, it's been pretty mad early on here, Jake. Uh, my bracket is hanging in there uh, by a thread. It's a little frustrating because uh, we're just like four hours into the tournament, and I'm already having to say <laughs> that. Uh, if you shoot 33% from behind the arc, that's pretty good, you know. Uh, by comparison, a lot of shooters would be okay with that. When you're 33% in your bracket, that's not great. And I attribute a lot of that to the three-point shooting today because who could have thought Minnesota was going to shoot 41% from behind the arc against Louisville and win by 10? Or who could have thought that Yale was going to go 8 for 37 behind the arc but still play LSU to, like, a five-point game? Definitely. Um, there's still time. I had a really bad first round last year, and I had to come back in one of my one of my pools. So it's not not all hope is lost for you, Tanner. But um, these are the type of things, you know, all, the shooting um, woes, the, these these teams that are shooting probably better than most thought. These are the type of things you can't really factor in when you're filling out your bracket. So that's what makes it so exciting. Um, we had a close one that Auburn uh, New Mexico State mm-hmm. game just wrapped up. Um, Auburn just barely hanging on. That one really could have destroyed my bracket. I have Auburn going pretty far. Um, I think I have Auburn going to the Sweet 16, so that could have definitely hurt me. Um, LSU, that was a kind of a 50-50. A lot of people wanted to pick against them because of all the turmoil they had going on with their coach not not being there right now and things like that. I was uh, on the opposite end. I thought that would kind of galvanize the team a little bit and, and bring them together. So I was really happy to see LSU be, um, be able to hold on. Obviously, Yale shooting so badly from deep um, definitely hurt them. So who would have known? Who would have would have guessed that? And what would have happened if they would have shot just even a little bit better? They probably would have won that game. But... LSU moving on right now in my my ESPN our pool we have here for the sports pen. I'm not doing too bad, man. I I picked Louisville in this one uh, in this bracket. Obviously they they fell them to uh, Minnesota, but other than that, I'm I'm dead on dead on right now. Well, I tell you what, you mentioned the ESPN UP poll, and I'm excited to see how all of that shakes out. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, myself, several of our friends of the show involved in media around Marquette County are all in a pool together. Jake is part of it. Uh, we're going to see who can get bragging rights for friends of the show here on the sports pen. Elsewhere in the NCAA tournament, Florida State leading a an upset-minded Vermont team, 61-53, under four to play in the first half, 35 to. 28 Belmont has the lead over Maryland with 428 to go in the first half. Said a few days ago, once I saw Belmont, they could be a team to watch out for. And right now, they are threatening to move past Maryland. And then how about this? Michigan State down one at the break against Bradley. That's going to mess up a lot of people's brackets and mess up a lot of people's moods around here. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michigan State, obviously, they had a really good regular season. They they were Big Ten champions. Um, But it seemed like throughout even all that success, these slow starts that they've been dealing with, having to come back even against, you know, just Michigan three times, getting down, being down at half, um, and coming back in the second half. But, uh, you know, they've, they've just gotten off to slow starts. I don't know what it is about this team that, you know, they can't come out fast out the gate. So I'm not really worried about Michigan State right now. Obviously, I do think they're going to come out and continue that trend of having a, a stronger second half, and, and I think they're going to physically wear down Bradley. But Bradley's looking nice, man. Um, you know, that's a team I didn't really know a lot about coming into the tournament, but they're looking like, you know, they're not scared. They're not intimidated. They're playing tough, and, and that one's going to come down to to probably the, the last remaining seconds. Um, and I know definitely a lot of people out there listening right now 
hoping that uh, Sparty can can stay in this one and and win and move on because you know they've been disappointed the last few years. Uh, you know, early exits. I, I don't know when the last time they made it to the Sweet 16 or past the Sweet 16. I think it's been a few years. So um, definitely, Tom Izzo definitely would would want or feeling a little pressure to, to move on here. Well, he used to dominate the month of March, and how many years ago was it they lost to Mid-Tennessee in a similar situation? Was it two, three years ago when mm-hmm. they were at two, mid ten was a 15, and they end up losing in the first round? That one messed up my bracket quite a bit. This is why we love the madness and what have you, but can you imagine the backlash of Sparty fans if they lose this game and they have to think back how they did not get a one seed? Yeah, I mean that's going to definitely be brought up if they do do lose this game. Um, obviously, a lot of Sparty fans felt like they got kind of robbed getting thrown into the East region with number one seed Duke. Obviously, you're going to have to play through Duke if you want to get out of this region. So um, that will definitely be a talk, uh, you know, a topic of discussion. Um, but at the same time, you you got to win the games. You know, there's no excuse. If you lose, you, you lose. Um, you know, I think they'd have a better argument with that if they went and got destroyed by Duke. Then you can kind of be like, why were we in with Duke? Um, so definitely, I think State lost to Syracuse very early on in a, another tournament too. Um, they were knocked out as well. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hopefully Michigan State can hold on. I, I, me being a Michigan fan, obviously I have Michigan State going pretty far, losing to Duke. So I do want to see them move on. But in the back of my head, if, if they do fall, I won't be like too too sad about it. Well, I tell you what, plenty of basketball to keep the fans around here entertained today. Coming up in about 25 minutes, Marquette will play Murray State, and two of the most prolific scorers in the country will square off against each other. The only two in the top 10 who made the tournament this year. Uh, Then you'll have Michigan tonight as they get set to play at the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. They will take on Montana for the second straight year, and then Wisconsin, we wait until tomorrow. I've got some thoughts on the Wisconsin matchup. I wanted to run by you, but first, a uh, different bracket to update, John. That's the greatest movie of all time bracket. We are down to the semis in every category. We completed the football and the basketball slash hockey bracket. Uh, the semi results from that, the longest yard beat Rudy 59-41. Rudy had a good run. Uh, remember, the Titans will meet them in the football title with 68% of the vote to draft days 32. Then in basketball slash hockey, Space Jam over Coach Carter, 67 to 33. That's, Ooh, that's a tough one, that man. Is a tough Those are one. like two of my favorite movies all time. On the uh, other side, Miracle, 68-32% over Mighty Ducks. Ooh, that's a tough one too. Mighty Ducks, I thought would be one of those movies that moved on. Um, but Coach Carter, I'm telling you. Coach Carter and, and Space Jam, those are those are the two that kind of had the most impression on me, the two most memorable for me growing up. So those are two good movies as well. I tell you what, here's what you're voting on today. Polls just opened on Twitter. You can vote until midnight at ESPN-UP on Twitter. The baseball semifinals, Moneyball against Field of Dreams. Still early on in the voting, Moneyball has the slight edge. The other semifinal, the Sandlot against the Benchwarmers. And Sandlot off to a strong start in the early going. Uh, the miscellaneous movie semifinals, Happy Gilmore with a big lead over Rocky. But again, that's still early. And the other miscellaneous semifinal, Caddyshack over Jerry Maguire in the early going. So you can vote for those on Twitter at ESPN-UP on Twitter. And that will be open until tonight. I mentioned Wisconsin and the matchup they have coming up tomorrow against Oregon. The last change I made in my bracket was last night, and I switched my winner in that game. 
and I picked Oregon over Wisconsin. I've decided to go with Oregon over the Badgers. Uh, Wisconsin's a team that once they get up on you, they don't put teams away other than their thumping uh, win over Iowa. They haven't been able to close games out with confidence. They haven't been able to put those pesky teams away. And Oregon's playing good enough basketball right now where that's not going to get it done against a team like that. They are tremendous in the post. I think it's going to be a tough game for Ethan Happ, and he's the facilitator for Wisconsin. They need to run through him. This is just a really bad matchup for the Badgers playing a team that just won their conference tournament, albeit not a great conference, but they're playing good basketball right now. Right. You know, they're on a little run. They're feeling good. They got confidence. Um, I do have Oregon moving on as well. Um, but Wisconsin is never a team that kind of just sticks out to me. You know, they, they kind of do it by the book. They, they have a system they like to run there. Um, Hap hasn't really been playing great. He's been playing all right. But like you said, he's going to have to be the best player on the court for the, this team to make any sort of moves. And I'm with you, man. I kind of like to go with the team with the momentum. Um, I don't think the, the matchup is great for Wisconsin. And, you know, I just have a feeling. You know, it's just one of those feelings. Oregon, obviously, they, they got the unis. They got everything going for them. They're feeling good. Um, and I just feel like Oregon is just one of those teams that, that have that momentum. And I think they're going to they're gonna get past Wisconsin. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll have Murray State and Marquette. Who you have in that one and why? Um, so I have Murray State uh, beating Marquette. Um, I just think for uh, John Morant, um, obviously, he's a, he's a lottery pick. Uh, waiting to happen, athletic point guard. I think, you know, in uh, this could actually hurt them or it could help them. I think he's motivated to kind of show um, that he can play with teams at, at a national level. You know, I think he wants to lead his team deep uh, into this postseason, and I just think he's motivated. I think he's going to come up big. Marquette's a team. This is this is my best, ma- my favorite matchup. I think of the first round. I'm the most the most excited I am. For a game in the first round is this Murray State Marquette matchup, and um, obviously Marquette they have a lot of good players as well. But um, I just think Morant's going to come out. I think he's going to show up, and I just think this Murray State team's um, determined to show that they can they can play with the big dogs. I tell you what, you look at some of these mid-majors and you wonder, are they for real or is their record a product of their schedule? A team like Murray State that's 27-4 and with one of the best scorers in the country. What about a team like Buffalo? They've won 30 games and they're kind of a mid-level team as far as the seeding this year. But then Gonzaga is a team with really a similar record to them. And outside of their win against Duke being the only team to beat Duke at full strength, they haven't done a whole lot out of the ordinary at least nothing that one of those other mid-major powers haven't done does the name recognition the brand recognition that gonzaga has been good the last few years does that factor into the committee do you think that they want to put gonzaga as a one and keep teams like murray state you know you haven't been here long enough we're going to keep you at a six until you do it a little more consistently i definitely think so we, we've seen gonzaga you know holding a number one c before in years past and and I do think it's it's kind of a name thing, and it's it's kind of um, you know the marketing type of thing where you know they want a mid major to to be up there. And I mean Gonzaga, they've been up here, you know, ranked number one, and they they disappointed. You know, it's a curse of Mark Few. Um, and I do think they're the weakest number one seed in the tournament here. And and I don't have I I, I have Michigan beating them. All right, I have Michigan mm-hmm. beating them. Um, but you know they, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. I don't know I don't know if they're they're as good as as people think. I haven't watched them play a lot, 
but I wouldn't put, bet my money on Gonzaga at all. But I do think when you hear Gonzaga, you know, obviously it's a recognizable name, and I do think that's why ultimately they got a number one seed. Tell you what, we did a Twitter poll, started last night, went into today, uh, beyond our greatest movie of all time bracket, and we wanted to ask the fans, because it's been going on the last couple of days, do you care about the first four games of the NCAA tournament? Do you pay attention to those first four? Do they matter? If somebody asked how your bracket's doing, do you take those games into consideration? Had a pretty good response rate from that poll. Overwhelmingly, the fans don't care about it. 97% of our audience said they don't care about the first four tournament games, which just kind of reinforces the group think, what have you, that it's a giant money grab from the NCAA. And it definitely, and honestly, I don't really care. I don't really care. Um, you know, the, the tournament starts on Thursday for me. Um, so I don't really pay too much attention to those games because, I mean, realistically, those teams who win, they're going to get knocked out in the next round anyway. So um, in my eyes, it's, it's just a money grab thing. And, and, yeah, I don't really, you know, even this year, I didn't, I didn't watch them, to be honest with you. And, honestly, I didn't care who won because, obviously, I don't see any of these teams really making a run um, in the tournament. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you on the Sports Pen. Back in studio for the first time in almost a week. I miss my office, man. I've been downstate. We were in Super One Foods, but it's good to be back doing the Sports Pen per usual. Before we take our first break, reminder, Bradley leading Michigan State 35-34. That game is at halftime. Minute 10 to go in regulation. Florida State looks like they're going to survive Vermont. 69-58 is the score. And then 29 seconds left in the first half. Belmont still leading Maryland. 40 to 34. We'll have updates on Marquette and Murray State as we go along, and we will have much more to come on the big dance. But first, we owe you a timeout. When we come back, John Morant looks like he is a perfect fit for the Phoenix Suns. But if the Suns manage to get the number one overall pick, do they stick with him or do they go the route of Zion Williamson? We discuss it next in the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. NCAA Tournament, March Madness in full swing. But we take a look to potentially the NBA draft coming up this summer. We're going to see John Moran on display coming up here in about 15 minutes when his team tips off against Marquette in what should be a very highly anticipated 5-12 tournament matchup. But looking ahead to this summer, perhaps, and maybe the next NBA season, John Morant has been meeting quite a bit with the Phoenix Suns. They seem to love him. Seems like that is their guy, that no matter how everyone else drafts, that's the guy that they want. But what if the lottery shakes out so that the Suns get the number one overall pick? Do you take the guy that you've been somewhat married to all throughout this process? Or do you go with Zion Williamson, kind of the consensus number one? So I'm looking at the, the Phoenix Suns roster. They, they don't have a point guard. No. Like not, not even close to a starting point guard. Um, so obviously Morant would fill a position in need. Uh, Morant's a very special talent, super athletic, hyper athletic, kind of like a Russell Westbrook type of athleticism. Um, a smaller frame, obviously going to have to put on some weight, but he's a scorer. Um, you know, he, he, he's good ball handle skills and things like that. So he would fit in perfectly with the Phoenix Suns. Um, he would fill a position in need and he would match, you know, he, him and Devin Booker in the backcourt. Um, I think that'd be pretty, pretty sick team. 
But I don't know if I could pass on Zion, man. I just don't know. We haven't seen, you know, Morant's a, a type of a type of athlete that comes around, you know, a couple times a decade. Mm-hmm. Zion's the type of person that comes around maybe once every couple decades. Right. Um, you know, very unique and things like that. I mean, he. If I'm looking at it, you have the number one pick. You have to go Zion. You could have, you know, Aiton down there, down low. You know, Zion. You don't really know what type of position he's going to play. He can. He can play the four. He can play the three. Can he shoot? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something you're going to have to kind of figure out. But you know, say you you have Booker, um, Josh Jackson. He'll start uh, caring again if they yeah, win. He'll start caring again. Um, I mean, Kelly Oubre is not that great. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but you know, he'd fit right in there. You could definitely find some minutes for him. Um, and then maybe you can di- you can send Oubre somewhere else and package a deal and, mm-hmm. and get some sort of point guard um, or you know do something something there. But um, it, I just kind of think it's kind of a situation where I think the Phoenix Suns would regret it. Would regret. I think Morant's going to be a good player. Don't get me wrong, and you know he's going to do his thing. But um, even if even if Zion doesn't pan out and become the the player you think, it's it's such a big risk because the potential for him is is one of those Hall of Fame type careers. And I I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to pass that up. Your Pistons will play him tonight, coming up at ten o'clock, and you'll get a. First-hand look at where they need to be drafted this year. Potentially, they could have a starting lineup next season of Morant, uh, Devin Booker, uh, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Ayton. And do not forget that they signed Jimmer Fredette to a two-year contract today. He's still around. The ultimate white flag of tank (laughs) mode. You know, that sounds nice. It sounds nice. But how many games, how many more games are you going to win with Morant? You know, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I think if you draft Zion, obviously uh, a lot of attention is going to be turned to the Phoenix Suns nationally. Um, you know, he's going to bring some excitement. Not saying Morant won't, but he's not a, a well-known name. You know, he's mm-hmm. not a well-known name. So, um, and I do understand in the Western Conference, you know, all the good upper, you know, seeded Western Conference teams have superstar elite point guards. So I know it's a need, but I just feel like it's one of those things, man. I just feel like Zion is just one of those guys that. You know, with his strength and things like that, he's going to step in and he's going to be fine, um, even as a rookie, and he's going to be productive for you. And and I just don't know if you're the Phoenix Suns. If it, you know, it's it's a big decision for the Suns. Um, but if I'm the GM of the Suns, I I just got to I got to go to Zion. I got to see what it, what this guy's all about. Ideally, what could happen for them is they get the number one overall seed, Phoenix, and the Knicks get the number two. They bluff they're going to take Zion because the Knicks really need him. They want him probably more than they want Morant. So then you trade. One for two. One for two in the draft. Plus, you can get a player, some cash, maybe at a pick later on from New York. It'd be like the ultimate, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I don't want to say a bad word either, but it'd be something ultimate uh, that you, basically, basically this swindle. Yeah, Phoenix would finesse yeah, New York. Finesse is a great way to yeah, put it. Finesse yeah, finesse them. Um, and that's something you know you got to do. And, and obviously, a trade's always on the table. Um, and I do honestly... Just looking at it and thinking about it, I could definitely see Zion at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. you know, a big market and, and being, you know, a face of the NBA or one of those one of those faces of the NBA. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could see it go either way. I mean, if, if, if he's really your guy, if you're really sold on him and you're confident that he can come in and be that guy you think he has the potential to be, I mean, you always have to do what's best and, and fill a need there. But um, I'm always just in the back of my head be like, looking years down the road like we messed up we should have drafted zion because this guy's a freak of nature i tell you what uh murray 
states, uh, Morant, he really has a chance to raise his draft stock uh, here during this tournament. You know, if he makes the Sweet 16 and he's the driving force behind Murray State and they're this year's Cinderella, he's absolutely going to continue to raise his draft stock. And he might be the number two overall pick in this year's draft anyway, whereas people were saying when Zion was hurt, it would do him no good to play the rest of this season. So they're coming from two completely different backgrounds, but we could easily see somebody's uh, draft stock, and at least with Zion, his could very easily take a plummet. Uh, Morant's could very easily go up because they lose today. You know, it's Marcus Howard and Marquette, or they lose any time down the road. It's probably going to be somebody that they're supposed to lose to. There's really going to be nothing for Morant to lose. Zion has everything to lose because if Duke does take an exit earlier than expected, say Final Four, the national championship, it could hurt Zion's draft style. I don't think it will. It just has the potential to do it. The CNCA tournament has a lot more benefit in store for a guy like Morant, whereas somebody compared to Zion, but especially uh, a lot more of a benefit than somebody like Cam Reddish or R.J. Barrett, guys whose draft stock certainly isn't as set in stone as Morant or Zion. Right. Um, I'm just cutting, just taking off of that point, Bradley is now up 39-34. A nice dunk by one of the Bradley players. I was kind of focused on that, but um, <laughs> you see, for me, like my opinion on the whole thing is, I feel like Zion could come into the tournament and, and tank, and maybe not play well. And I don't know if that's going to hurt his stock. I mm-hmm. think he's had has enough on tape to where, you know, I think, I think he's kind of set. He's going to be one of those top picks, and and teams are sold on him. For Morant, I think he has the most pressure on him. He and he has the most pressure on him than any player in the NCAA tournament just because of the competition he played and things like that. I mean, I think he has more on the line. Um, and I think, you know, with, with – I guess put it this way. If Morant has a bad bad tournament, if they get knocked out today, you know, will that hurt him or will he still be in that conversation? I don't know that it will. It, don't I think don't so? think it really will hurt him because they're supposed to lose. You know, they're 12 seed. They're not supposed to make a run. And I, I don't know that one game if – you know what? What is a bad game for a guy like John Morant? You know, if he scores fifteen or so in a loss today, I don't think that's going to hurt his draft stock too much. If he's held to like single digits on four of twelve shooting, you know that might force some teams to take a second look at him. And I think you're right in the sense that Zion is pretty well safe. I, you know, he uh, probably could go scoreless in the opening round against North Dakota State. And I think he would be fine. Just the potential is there for him to get hurt a lot more than John Morant could. Uh, But guys like R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish, they have absolutely a lot more to lose than either Zion or John Morant. Right. And, I I mean, I guess if if Murray State does lose and Morant has a big game, I think, um, you know, he'll be fine. But I guess it's more, um, I guess for for Morant, it's more his individual performance. You know, I, I think NBA teams want to see him kind of be be that leader. I mean, if you're if you're a top three draft pick, you know, leadership, you're going to be held accountable to to lead a franchise. And um, you know, ooh, Sparty's back Sparty, on top. Sparty's back on top. Just take the three point lead. Um, so for me, if I'm, I'm I'm an NBA team, I want to see I want to see Morant go up against you know a team like Marquette. Marquette's not a great great college basketball team. They're one of those mid basketball teams that are okay. You know, you want to see Morant go in there and dominate against these, you know, against the Marquette Golden Eagles. Spartans making a run, um, forty four thirty nine right now. 
Um, so I don't know. I, I guess you know you want to see Morant go out and have a good individual performance, um, but I do think more pressure's on him to perform well um, another, as compared to Zion. Excuse me. Another game just went final. Florida State takes down Vermont, seventy-six to sixty-nine. So I'm now two for four in my bracket. Uh, here's something I just. I don't. It it doesn't bother me that much when people have multiple brackets and everything. I don't have anything against anybody who does that, but I give a lot of credit to people who only do one. Uh, everybody thinks that I'm one of those people who fills out all ten brackets and does the max and everything. And I just want to make that clear. I'm going with one bracket. I'm going to live or die by my one bracket this season. Yeah, I have. I've so I filled out three brackets. Um, and let me explain. So we did that bracketology show last Tuesday. I filled mm-hmm. out a bracket for 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 that uh, show, and that was like the first look at the bracket. You know, I did did my homework and definitely prepared for the show, um, but I kind of just kind of filled that out as you know pretty quickly. I mean, the teams just got seated the night before and things like that, and so you know I was kind of looking at it. and I just wanted to have a form of reference. Then we, you know, you asked me to be a part of the Sports Pen ESPN UP pool, so I. I I was like, you know, I'm just going to fill out a different bracket for this one, um, et cetera. And, you know, a lot of my picks are the same. A lot of them are the same. But in this one, I, I do have Duke winning it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those 50-50 games where you're kind of like, I don't know, maybe I switch it up a little bit. And then um, we have the local three pool. So I filled out mm-hmm. I filled out one for that. So um, a lot of similarities between my brackets. I went a different way here and there. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not a gambling person, but you know, I like to, like to get into some pools and then fill out a, <laughs> one or two brackets, man. I, I can't, I can't lie. Hey, that's all right. Again, I have nothing against people who do that. It's not the same as somebody who has multiple favorite teams. Those fans just kind of drive me crazy. The, the worst is when someone fills out like 10 brackets and then the one that actually goes their way. Now, now then they brag about right, it. Right. You know, it's right. Like, come on, dude. I mean, one of my brackets, I had this 15 seed beating a 2 seed. Another bracket, I'm such a genius, I picked this 11 seed to make the Sweet 16. I mean, you're not a genius for doing that. Right. I mean, just, you know, uh, that could be my rant. Before we go to break, <laughs> though, how excited are you for Jimmer Fredette back in the NBA? Jimmer. I was a huge fan of Jimmer uh, you know, when, was he was, when he was in BYU. I, I honestly thought he was going to be a really good NBA player. So did the Bucs. Um, so, did, so did the Bucs. Um, but, you know, you know, he's one of those guys that he has. Has the name Jimmer, you know, he's mm-hmm. uh, obviously a really good shooter. Um, he was one of those guys that you know were coming into the league where he was like a really good shooter. You see a lot of those guys now, you know, like the Steph Curry's and stuff like that, um, and the Buddy Heels of the world. But you know, um, it's hard to hate against hate against a guy like Jimmer for that. You're always rooting for him. But like I said, that's like the Phoenix Suns' ultimate white flag. You know, we're just gonna sign Jimmer. Um, and we're just going to let him do his thing. He played well. I think he was over in China. I think yeah. he was like played really well. I think he was like dominating. This season he averaged 36 points a game for the Shanghai Sharks. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, he's he's too good for that league, but he can't stick in the NBA. I just don't get it. He's undersized. He's 6'2", but he can score the ball. He's 6'2", so... but he can shoot. Right, you know, right. Get, you know, some coach got, I mean, if you put him in the right system and get him open, you should be able to knock down shots. Well, maybe maybe Phoenix will be the right system for him. We can only hope after spending three years out there. Uh, Tanner Hoop, Jake Durant with you. If you know anything about Jake, one of his favorite days of the year is NFL Draft Day. Should be a national holiday, right? It's honestly like my favorite day. I might like the NFL Draft Day almost more than the season. It's, it's, it's that crazy. Well, I tell you what, I've got a trivia question that you're going to love then. I'm going to save it for after the break because if you don't get the chance to answer it, I'm going to let the audience have a stab at it. So stay tuned. We're going to open up the phone lines after the break. And 
one of the best to ever play the game, announced his retirement today in his native country. I'm talking about baseball. Ichiro Suzuki calls it quits after 19 seasons. Break it all down next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to Enter Hoops. Jake Durant with you on Thursday afternoon. Here is your Sports Center update. USA Hockey has named Chris Drury as the general manager for the 2019 men's national team. NFL Justin Houston, former Chiefs linebacker, is signing with the Indianapolis Colts. That's a fantastic pickup for a team that's in win-now mode. And finally, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups sent 6,000 custom-made three-cup packages of Reese's to each of the three seeds in this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. The candy is being given away for free today on the four campuses, Purdue, Texas Tech, LSU, and Houston. So, special three packs of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups to the three seeds in the tournament. What about the two seeds? Don't they have, like, you know, two packs of two? That that doesn't market anything. They had to try this (laughs) set. It's all about marketing. What about the giant ones for the number one seeds? Number three seeds. Well, if if they would have sent giant ones out to the one seeds, Michigan State fans would have lost their minds, especially the (laughs) ones that like Reese's. That'd be funny. I love Reese's, so I probably would have Actually, you know, the other day I bought a giant, just like it was like a 10-pack of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups Mm. Reese's pieces inside of them. That's that's it's kind of unnecessary, but it was amazing. That sounds like unnecessary is permissible in this right. sense. I tell you what, uh, Jake again, a big fan of the NFL draft. I've got this trivia question. I want to present to you, and if not, then we'll let the audience take a stab at it. So we're going to open up the phone lines just in case Jake doesn't hey, get this one ready. Get ready to call in, everybody, because I'm probably <laughs> going to get this wrong for sure. Our number, once again, 906-226-4570. 906-226-4570. Call in if you think they have the answer. Ready for the question? Sure. All right. Take a swing. Dwayne Haskins, we were talking about him a little before we took the air today. When he gets drafted in the first round next month, he will be the first quarterback from a Big Ten school to go first round since who? First round. First round. Who was the last Big Ten quarterback to be taken first round of the NFL draft? Shoot. Before Dwayne Haskins will be next Before month. Before Dwayne Haskins. Uh, snap. Snap. See, this um, is a tough one. This is a tough one. I've There's a lot of a few schools. people I've tested this on. Uh, shoot, I don't even have like a an answer. Again, if you think you do, 906-226-4570. Give us a call. Uh, so we'll continue on until you know, yeah, somebody has yeah. a guess. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki has announced his retirement after 19 professional seasons. He did so today in his native country in Tokyo. Had that going here in the iPad in the studio today before... Uh, the workday really got going. I watched the Mariners win in extra innings. Uh, what a great way to send off one of the best to ever play the game. Ichiro uh, retiring two games into the year and gets a great send off. I loved watching that guy play growing up. So, man, I'm so happy to see him get sent off the way he did in his home country in Tokyo. Couldn't draw it up much better. Right, you know, and obviously he's going to go down as the, the one of the best, or if I think actually he is the best Japanese-born player to ever play 28 seasons between two leagues mm-hmm. this guy played and he's been playing baseball my whole life um and that's just kind of mind-blowing when you really think about it but i do think it was a great way to send him off obviously going back home and, and doing it you know his way 
Um, a lot of people saw it coming, even though a few days ago I think he was kind of questioning why people were, were were asking or you know asking questions about is he going to to step away. But um, you're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, you know, a guy that you know his life is baseball, and um, you know it was just a great way to send him off. And and yeah, definitely a guy who was who accomplished a lot, and he should be walking away from the game without any you know any doubts, any regrets, or anything like that. A member of the 3,000 Career Hits Club, between his professional seasons in America and Japan, he's combined for 4,367 hits. He was the AL MVP and Rookie of the Year in 2001, 10-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glover. It's, it's sad that today was it for him. After today, we're never going to get to see this guy play again. That's just that's sad to me. Right. I mean, you see that with any great athlete in, in any sport at you know, time doesn't wait for anybody. Obviously, he's been he's had a really long career, uh, very successful. And but I, I feel like any time, even when you talk about like a Michael Jordan, you know what I mean. Everyone knew it at some point he's gonna have to you know um, call it quits. And and it's just sad because you know he did did a lot for baseball. He, he was a name that everyone knew. And and um, like I said, I don't know baseball without him. So it's gonna be it's gonna just kind of be weird to see. But um, like I said, at, at some point it always ends for somebody. But I mean, just naming off his, his accomplishments and accolades, it's just an amazing career he had. Once again, our trivia question of the day, it seems to have stumped everybody. I'm stumped. I don't Before even know. Before Dwayne Haskins will be drafted first round next month, who is the most recent Big Ten quarterback to go number one or first round, beg your pardon, in the NFL draft? Who was the last guy to do it? If you've got the answer, call in 906 226 Four five seven zero. Unfortunately, I don't have a prize. I wish I did. We'll be. We'll work on that. We'll have more of these trivia contests. Hey, we got one. We got a caller. Got a caller. All right. Let's see. Let's get it set up. Here we go. All right, caller, you're on. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Mike from Marquette. Mike from Marquette. Do you know the answer to our trivia question? Kerry Collins. It is Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins oh from goodness. Penn State in 1995. Yeah, it's, that's before you know I was paying attention. Be honest, Mike. Did you Google that? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, appreciate it, Mike. Uh, again, I'm sorry I don't have some kind of prize to give out for it. We'll figure out something. Uh, I appreciate you listening to the sports pen, though. Thanks again for tuning in. I got you. All right, Mike from Marquette got the trivia question of the day right. Man, I, I feel Harry bad, Collins. though, because, yeah, I should have had something for him. I'll try to get Mike from Marquette something uh, later on. But Kerry Collins, yeah, 1995, before I was born. I was going to say, I was I was thinking back a few years, but I wasn't thinking back <laughs> that far. I mean, I was... I mean, I was I was already born by then, but definitely not really paying attention. But yeah, just thinking back, not a lot of Big Ten quarterbacks going in that first round. That's kind of that's kind of crazy. Gary Collins out of Penn State. Yeah, I tell you what, sticking with football, I thought this was interesting. I briefly touched on it earlier in the week. Uh, they are looking at Jason Witten's replacement, the Monday Night Football booth. Peyton Manning right now is a name that's trending. Would Would you like to see Peyton in the Monday Night Football booth? Honestly, I could see Peyton. I can see Peyton there. He's not like a you know, he's not, I wouldn't say he's dry or mm. anything like that, but, you know, he's not Tony Romo. No. So, uh, I th- for, for me, I think that could go that could go either way. Obviously, he's going to know football. He's going to know the X's and O's. Um, I think when you're a quarterback, I think you're better 
I think you're better off as an announcer because you can do what a Tony Romo does and and really sit down and analyze it. So I think he'd be fine there. Um, but I, I definitely could see I could see Peyton Manning doing something like that. I, I would listen. I would obviously listen. Get the down home draw going a little bit, but he'd know what's he, going on. In he'd the know, field. He would know what was going on, and and you know he does have he's he's. You know he does the commercials and things. He does have a kind of a lot of humor in him. So, mm-hmm. so I think I think he'd fit well. I think we, he'd fit well. We can get Brad Paisley, his commercial partner, come in replace Booger. <laughs> kind of fun. Maybe. Yeah, I like Booger though. Booger's. Well, I know, but wouldn't you hate to be the guy that pays so much for uh, first row seats, but you're stuck right behind Boomer's perch? Yeah, or right. Booger's perch. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, we did actually. I did this on my personal Twitter. Uh, would you like to see Peyton Manning? replace Jason Witten in the Monday Night Football booth, 76% of the audience says yes. It'd be kind of fun. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Obviously, you need a guy that can speak really well, but right. I, I'm, I'm more like, I like the edgier guys. Like, I want to see Terrell Owens. I want to see... Pat Magavi. Yeah, I want to see, like, Chad Ochocinco or something <laughs> in there. You know, those are the type of guys that I'm entertained by. Well, and I would like to see Peyton Manning. I'll qualify this a little bit. I would like to see him as a uh, broadcast analyst, but I want an experienced guy, a veteran guy, to do the Monday night football broadcast because I like to know what I'm getting. You know, we didn't know what we were going to get out of Jason Witten, and I'm not saying anything about Witten, but he was really unpopular among a lot of the uh, football fans who tuned into Monday night football. I want to know what I'm getting on Monday night football, and I, I think Peyton would do okay, but I don't know that. Mon- I, I do miss the team of uh, of McDonough and Gruden. I mean, I loved those guys, and and I know that they set the bar high, and I don't mean it to be too hard on Booger or Witten or Tess, what have you, but man, I I do miss those days. Those are good days. I mean, those, those that was a you know a really good a team, and I mean, yeah, you know Gruden was really good, and he you know he had a, a natural ability to do it. Not everyone can do it. Um, not not everyone can go on on television and and really you know uh, call a game and 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 make a story and things like that. So um, it's not something everyone can do, and and. Obviously, Jason Witten, he did his best, but let's be honest, he wasn't it wasn't great. So, um, Peyton Manning, he's been good at everything he did, he's he's done, and and is going to do. So, I, I don't see why Peyton can't flourish as a as a broadcaster. Well, I tell you what, uh, looking around the March Madness scoreboard, Michigan State's lead trimmed to just two. They hold on over Bradley with eleven thirty four to play in regulation, fifty to forty eight. Uh, Maryland has come back to take a one-point lead over Belmont, 41-40. That game uh, just got going in the second half. Kansas has started against Northeastern, 15-11. Kansas is on top early, 11-53 to go in the first half of that game. A lot of people thought Northeastern could give Kansas some problems in this game, and I know Kansas isn't what they used to be. I have them losing in the next round to Auburn, but the more I find out about this Northeastern team, and I saw them play Notre Dame really well in the first round of the tournament a few years ago, and uh, Notre Dame won in the run to the Elite Eight. Northeastern's got a ball club that can surprise you, and they've got a really good guard in uh, Vasa Pusicia, which I'm Whoa. pretty sure translates to a swear word in like seven different languages. <laughs> but he is a he's a good point guard, and I'd, I'm interested to see what he does against Kansas. Right, and a lot of these these lower seeds, you need good guard play if you want to you know make that magical Cinderella run. Um, basically, you need to have a really good team that knows how to play together, and, and usually they're you know upperclassmen who are playing with with experience. But Kansas, definitely Kansas, um, obviously in the in years past they've been number one seeds, they've had the big names and things like that. But I would say it's a down year. But um, anytime the tournament starts up and then you got these blue blood teams, you can never count them out. I do have them losing to Auburn too, um, but we very well could see Kansas 
go up and, and who knows? Who knows what they could do? They could make it a run to the Sweet 16, to the Elite Eight. I would not be surprised. Um, I, but I do think Kansas is going to win. Northeastern, even though they're good, they got, they got the guard, but I still don't think they're going to win. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. We owe you our last time out when we come back. I wanted to get this, uh, this segment as part of what happened with Ichiro today, but Ken Griffey Jr. was there to congratulate him. And it made me think about all the father-son duos in sports. Can you think of any in which the son has outperformed the father? We're going to break that down next. Plus, if you had to make a bracket based solely on your favorite mascot, who would make the Final Four? Next, the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Pressure starting to mount for Sparty. They trail by one as they reach the midway point in half number two, and I think there's plenty of people across the country collectively, Sparty fans or not, that are hoping that they can pull out this win and keep their brackets in pretty good shape. I don't know. You're a Wolverine fan. Are you pulling for for Bradley in this one? Oh man, it's hard to say because I mean I'm I'm not I'm not dumb. You know I have Michigan State going uh, all the way to the Sweet 16. It would definitely destroy my bracket. But at this point, I'm kind of just I'm as a Michigan fan. I'm kind of just hoping Michigan State <laughs> loses. I'm not gonna lie. I mean if, if my bracket suffers, oh well. I, I would like to see it, but. Um, I still think Michigan State's gonna gonna win this one. It's a close game. Michigan State has shown mental toughness all year, coming back in in a lot of games in the second half. So uh, I think the experience of being down late in games and things like that um, is going to obviously um, favor Michigan State. And I think Michigan State will will pull out a close one. Not many people might have saw this one being as close as it's probably gonna be. But um, ooh, that was a bad shot. But uh. I do think Michigan State's going to win. Yeah, I'm hoping that you're right and that they get on this run and they spare me and probably half the state a heart attack and just just get this thing figured out. You know, they're they're back up by one. They have the ball, uh, 9.25 to play. We were talking before the break, father-son combinations in professional sports and the few instances where the son has actually outperformed the father. The only two I could come up with, and we had a little overlap in our list, the only two I could come up with uh, were the Currys with Steph outplaying Dell, but then you can make the case with Seth Curry, did he really outplay Dell? Uh, and then the Griffies were the other one, you know. Yeah, I mean, the trajectory of Steph Curry and where his career is going to go, I think we, it's going to be safe to say that I think Steph's going to be better mm-hmm. um, when it's all said and done with the championships he's won and things like that. Um you know, this is, you know, Archie Manning, he was a pretty good football mm-hmm. player, but I mean, I'm going to say Peyton and Eli were a little bit better. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to have to say the Mannings, um, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Would yep. you put him ahead of Ken Griffey Sr.? I would. Um, Barry Bonds. Oh Bobby yeah. Barry Bonds. I don't know. Well, you know, with juice, with steroids, what have you. I mean, I guess put an <laughs> asterisk to buy it. Um, and, and a football one I was thinking is, is the Clay Matthews. I know that their whole family. I think played. his dad did play. You know, so I think Clay Matthews. His over, grandpa, I'm pretty sure, did. Yeah, I know they have just a bunch of football players yeah. in their in their family. So um, Clay Matthews too. Okay, you know, those are just a few. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. How 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 do you feel about Clay Matthews leaving? By the way, you know, obviously he was such a big part of of you know the past ten seasons there with Green Bay. 
Um, he was almost the face of, of Green Bay. Him and, and Aaron Rodgers with the with the with the hair and, and things. He was a fan favorite. It's sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. Um, don't blame him for going back to the West Coast and playing for for you know his hometown L.A. Rams. Um, from what I know, he has a house that's just minutes from from the Rams facility. So um, Green Bay wasn't going to pay him what he got. I think he got sixteen and a half million dollars for two years. Um, and I just think you know it was kind of the thing where. Um, you know, it, it kind of played out, and there was really nothing else there. You know, it was just kind of time to move on for both teams. And and man, Green Bay is going to look a lot different. Randall Cobb was another guy that that mm-hmm. went to Dallas. That that was kind of sad to see go. But anytime you see those big names, it was similar with Jordy. Um, especially when you you know they've been around for a while. It's it's sad, but um, you know, time <laughs> you got to move on. You got to move on. Tell you what, Jordy and Randall Cobb we were both playing with Aaron Rodgers a few years ago, and now. Look where they are. I know Randall Cobb chose to go to Dallas, chose to sign there, but did he because he wanted to be there or because that was about his only option at this point? I honestly think it was maybe his only option. Um, You saw that last game with Green Bay. It Mm -hmm. it, kind of looked like... You know, people were crying and hugging. I think they all the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's time to move on. Um, Green Bay's in a position where they need to get younger at certain positions. And and honestly, Randall Cobb's production was was dropping. Same thing with Clay Matthews was dropping. But um, sometimes a new change of scenery can help a player. And and hopefully, you know, I want to see them them to succeed. Um, but they're both in the NFC and they're both against teams where the Packers are probably going to meet up. So um, I want to see them succeed. But when they play Green Bay, I obviously want to see them um, not have great games. I feel like there's a bunch of father-son combinations going right over my head. I'm not even They're probably ever processing this. This might be a, something that I need to sleep on and come back refreshed with, and or maybe even next week when we're on here, and we'll see if we have something else. Uh, Bronny James, he has such unrealistic expectations already. <laughs> he's never going to live up to. I. Uh, yeah. You know, never say never. I think the chances yeah. of that are slim. Um, but Dwayne Wade's son, I don't know if anyone out there has seen yeah. Dwayne Wade's son play. Um, I think his name is Zaire. Zaire. Yeah, just got offered uh, by Nebraska. By Nebraska. Uh, he has some potential. You know, Dwayne Wade's one of the best shooting guards of all time, so it's obviously going to be hard um, to kind of live up to that. But, you know, he's shown that he definitely has the genetics, and he's, he's a really good player. So um, definitely look out for, for the Wades. It's going to be int- it's gonna be crazy to see, like, LeBron, Bronny James and, and Zaire Wade, like, if they actually make it to the NBA, like, just how far, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel old. I just went to that way. I'll, be, I'll feel real old. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, if you had to pick a Final Four based on your favorite mascots in this year's NCAA tournament, you have any idea who would be moving on from it? I mean, Looking at some of the greatest mascots here, uh, whether it's just the name, whether it's the what they actually put on the floor. Uh, Bradley, you know, they're the Bradley Braves. For whatever reason, they have a gargoyle. They have a gargoyle suit running around there in Des Moines, Iowa right now. Uh, he might be a guy I'd consider going on. Uh, the Irvine Anteater, he's got to be up there for me. What about you? You know, I haven't saw actually seen a lot of the mascots in person, so I'm not really 100%. Mm-hmm. Like sure, but like the Syracuse Orange. Yep, you know, he's always gonna be up that's there. That's always one. You know, it's these traditional ones. I like the Duke Blue Devil dude. Um, you know, Sparty is definitely you know Michigan State uh, mascot. Um, you know, like B- the Billikins from Saint. I don't know yeah. what their mascot looks like, but the name is cool. The name is cool. You know, the name's cool. Like the Red Storm Saint John's Red mm-hmm. Storm. That's a cool name. I haven't seen their mascot, so I can't really tell you. Um, the North Carolina, all these like traditional mascots are right. my favorite. What about the name? What about the name itself? Take away the looks of the mascot. What about just the name? Who is the coolest name? Like, 
Is the bison something cool? The Liberty Flames is a pretty good one. Liberty the Flame, that's cool. Bison, uh, it's not that cool to me. It's it's it, it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, Anteater, that's unique. Yeah. Obviously, so that's one. Um, man, there's a lot of like. I wild like the cats. racers. Murray the racers, State, the Murray racers. State, Murray State, yeah, that's good. What's UC Irvine? Irvine's the Anteaters. The, oh, yeah, it's the Anteaters. Okay. Um, what about Wofford? Wofford, the Terriers, that'd be a good terriers, one. Terriers, that's that's unique. Anything that's like not something that you know a lot of teams have. I don't right. want to see. I don't like to see like a bunch of like you know the wild like wild, the Panthers, the Wildcats, or something like that. Right. Um. So anything that's kind of unique. Obviously, number one in my heart, the Wolverines. <laughs> you gotta go with the Wolverines. I'm trying to pick one for each region. Um, just looking at this, uh, looking at this uh, North Carolina Midwest region. I might go with Northeastern in this one. I might give it to them just because I like Huskies. You know, yeah, I like, I'm, I like I'm okay hus- with the Huskies. I do like Huskies. Plus, I don't know State, what else. The Cyclones. Yeah, Cyclones is a good one. That's a cool one. Let's see. Uh, how about the Southern region? What is Gardner Webb? I don't even know what they are for a mascot. I don't know. Just off my the top of my head, I would I would I would think it would be like the Spiders. There are actually a lot of a uh, lot of cool nicknames like in this or- region. I like Oregon Ducks. Man. The Ducks are I like cool. The ducks. Badgers are pretty cool. Uh, I don't think anything can beat the Anteaters, though. I'm not and, a huge fan. Of, you know, no no offense to Tennessee, but the Tennessee Volunteers. About now. You know, I, obviously it's tradition and things like that, but, you know, it's just it's not something that, like, rings a bell to me. How about the East? The East, um, you've East got region. the Billikens, you've got the Flames. Uh, Gophers is kind of cool, Gophers but, cool. you know, I don't know that it goes past the, the Flames. The Hokies, I mean. Uh, the Hokies what, what are is a, What is a Hokie, by the way? I don't know. I don't know. I should know. I think I knew at one point. I don't I know what that is. I could not tell you off the top of my head. Um, I think their mascot's a bird, though. Yeah, UCF. Oh, the Golden, the, Knights. The Golden Knights. Are they That's the Golden cool. Knights or just the Knights? Either way, it's cool. It is pretty cool. You know, I like the Knights. Uh, how about the West region? You've got out west the Red Raiders. Yeah, the Orange Syracuse is apparently west, so yeah. Orange and uh, uh, the Racers with Murray State, the Catamounts in Vermont, which again not really west, but I like I like Marquette, man, Marquette, Marquette, Golden, Golden, Golden Eagles, Golden Eagles. That's cool. That's gonna be a fun one today. I'm I can't wait for, for that. It should have tipped off. I was gonna say, is that, now. what's the score of that one? You is know, and it, they might be under a bit of delay. Game before them might have ran long. Let's Oof. get an update on them. Uh, Sparty still hanging on. Still hanging down, down one, under down seven one. to go. I'm like trying to focus on what we're talking about. I know about, we've but got I'm the game really up. focused <laughs> on the game, so I apologize if I'm just like zoned. Uh, Murray State and Marquette just tipped off. They're 39 seconds into it. They're still scoreless. Uh, scoreboard update before we sign off of the day. Kansas with a 28-19 lead over Northeastern, under five to go in the first half. Maryland up five on Belmont, 12-14 to play in regulation. And then, of course, Bradley, one-point lead over Michigan State. Almost don't want to go home even though it's the end of the workday because I want to see how this is going to turn out. Right. You know, unfortunately, us being on C- CBS, uh, we got to wait to do our newscast tonight until after after the tournament wraps up, so we're gonna have a, I'm gonna have a late night, but I will definitely have every TV. We have like, you know, dozens of TVs at the news station just playing different games. So I'm definitely gonna be watching a lot. I mean, it's it's my job, right? Yeah, I I, I have You're to watch it. I'm on the clock. I have to know what's going on. So. I will be on the clock technically all night as long as basketball's on because this is what right. we get paid you know, to I'm, do. I'm hoping for the 11 o'clock. I'm I'm running some Michigan State stuff after a win. 
and not what you know not using a soundbite of Izzo disappointed so <laughs> let's hope you know let's hope Michigan State can pull this off Sparty Michigan Marquette all the local teams can move on maybe Wisconsin proves us both wrong tomorrow and they beat Oregon yeah hopefully I tell you what that's it for us here in today's episode of the Sports Pen Appreciate you as always. Had a lot of fun today, and we'll continue to have a lot of fun checking out how this is going to go down in March Madness. Thanks for having me. That's it for us on the Sports Pen. For Jake Duran, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN-UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.